Ladies and gentlemen, it's the return of Let's Talk About It. Today's episode is titled Whipped Cream Pie, which is kind of like lemon meringue pie. Oh, jeez. And now I'm going to read what Tony the Kid reads all the time. These topics are like delicious pie that is slammed on your face. (laughs) Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. (laughs) Well, go ahead. Read off the first topic at hand. What are we talking about first things? Okay, so the first thing that comes up right now, the first topic I have is loads of movies and video games are getting delayed for like the next year. Crazy. Which is yeah, which is surprising to me because if I'm not mistaken, the whole delays from the get-go was because of COVID related. But now what's the reasoning behind that? Is that to I feel like it's probably to more of um advertisement. You know, more, owners. more, more or that too. Oh, that is so true. I totally forgot about the merger happening. You're right. Yes. Because if you look at all the delays, they're coming from uh, all of Warner Bros. stuff, like the video games are getting delayed, the movies are getting delayed. Heck, yes. uh, the one that's barely coming out, and probably because it looks good, is Gotham Knights video game. Right, exactly. Yes, that is so true. Yeah, that's so what I'm, I'm thinking. Not- Discovery might have came in, looked at everything that's going on, they're like, you know, you guys have been messing up so bad. <laughs> we need to fix this crap. We need to fix it badly. <laughs> Agreed, because it's here's my thing with a lot of the stuff that's been coming out, and this is what I've been saying from the jump street with all these DC stuff. It's like I feel like they're just grabbing things and just throwing them out there, grabbing something, throwing out there. This is a cool idea, let's do it, let's get it out there, let's do this, let's get out there. There's no relation, no timetable, no connection. Like it, it, I feel like that's what's throwing us DC fans off and why it's not successful like it should be because it's they're just grabbing it and throwing it and they're doing a lot of batman stuff because they know for a fact batman is a a top guy top notch a top seller so anything that's connected to that throw it out there it's gonna make us money whatever it is get it out there let's get some dollars in my pockets like that's what i feel like that's what they're saying the top of their head when they do that what do you think they're dumb and that's why they're doing that Dude, come on. They're going at the Flashpoint before even going, letting us know the Flash better and his rogues and everything. You're like, you're going Thank right you. straight into Flashpoint. And now you're trying to change the name and make us believe this isn't a Flashpoint movie. Right, uh, exactly. Well, that's what they did at Jump Street because when they first announced the Flash movie, it was going to be flat, the Flash, Flashpoint Paradox. Or I yes. think if I was thinking, Paradox or was it Flashpoint? Flashpoint. That was the name Flashpoint. of it. Flashpoint. There you people, go. People, you know, shat on it like crazy. People said, why are you doing this so early? You killed yes. Superman early. Now you're nope. giving us a Flashpoint early because you screwed up. So you're thinking, we're doing a Flashpoint. You're going to rearrange everything, refix it all. But you can't fix something if your next ideal to fixing it is called screwing it up even worse. Exactly. Now, here's my thing, though, too. I feel like the delays... There is a good and bad to it. The bad to it is because it's like, oh, we got to wait even longer. The upside to it is that maybe these new owners are listening into the whole deal of the Steinerverse and saying, listen, we have some, we have something good there. There are a lot of positives. There was a great success in the HBO Max release of the Steiner cut. And I think if we would keep the connection to that, 
it's going to be successful. But we have to have some type of connection. We have to have some type of timeline, some type of stability, consistency, in order for this to make sense and to keep moving forward. So let's take a break. Let's extend it if we can. Let me work my magic and reaching out to these set actors that we want to reach, like recreate their 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 holder as said superhero, and keep moving forward and possibly changing everything up and saying let's continue. Right. I agree. I think because uh, Discovery is not going to come in with what they have now, knowing that you know you're coming into a sinking ship. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna let the you know, you're not gonna let the ship sink if you just bought it. You want that ship to come back and sail. You know, you want you want it to be a legendary ship. You want it to be talked about like uh, the Black Pearl and whatever ship the other guys you know drove and stuff like that. You want this water boat to be legendary. You yes. don't want it to be known as a ship that sunk because. Idiots that ran it before didn't know how to, you know, how to ride a ship. That is that is facts. I'm gonna agree with you on that part. They, it's the fact that they didn't know how to set themselves up for success. They rushed yes, it. They, they really did. The ideas, the ideas, in the sense of what they're bringing to the table, were nice. They were good. Okay, great. Let's make it just the movie. Let's have an idea of us creating one. Let's have an idea of us making these other solo superheroes and expanding their character. But let's also understand this. We own our own content. We have HBO Max, you know, ownership. We have uh, what's it called? The DC platform ownership. Let's start making these solo shows based on superheroes that we that are fan favorites but also not enough out there to do an actual solo movie, but we have enough material to do some type of series and possibly have a connection to cross over with said superheroes that make the big screen, which is why people were so happy in the sense of Peacemaker when at the last finale part of it, Aquaman and Flash show up. Yes. And the one thing I like about Peacemaker not many people know who Peacemaker is. Nobody knows who Peacemaker Yeah, I didn't know what this... You know, he was introduced in a movie called Suicide Squad to everybody. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, the show did exactly what you should have done after the Justice League movie. The show introduces you to Peacemaker's life within little small flashbacks. If you exactly. wanted to make the Flash... Aquaman and all those guys important. You did a good thing with Aquaman. You showed us Aquaman's journey of his childhood and everything. You gave us an Aquaman origin after he appeared in Justice League. That was Which smart. Which was even that good because it had the beginning part of a connection with him and Helena or Helena or Hela or whatever his name is. Yeah, and I forgot. You had that connection with her and it still carried on to said going forward with the movie like you know thank you for that help it was a one time thing I'm not doing what you really want me to do I, I only did that for this greater good and even then she was like but you did it because you're good so continue so Mira. now the now the whole movie turned into why he's not who he is why he's not taking the mantle and why what was the whole spiel like of everything like that so that it, it created a story which is why Aquaman but it was one of my favorite movies to do yes and if I was a Justice League, if I was to do a Flash movie, right now is a chance to do an origin Flash movie that leads to Justice League. Mm-hmm. It could be different because it leads to the movie that just came out a year ago. 
That would be the mm-hmm. best. My idea would be this. You do an origin story. You learn about the Flash. You bring in Reverse Flash. Why are you bringing yep. Reverse Flash? Because Reverse Flash is going to teach you the precautions of going back in time. Yep. Now, this leads to Flash being part of the Justice League in the first film. So this movie should lead to the first film. It shouldn't lead to the next or the following. This movie right. leads to the first film. Flash does that one thing that he said right there. You know, I got to break the rule, even though I'm not, I'm not supposed to, but I got to do it. I got to go faster than the speed of light. I got to go back in time. I got to save these guys. I don't know what's coming afterwards, but I got to do it. Right. And he does it. This movie should lead to that. This movie should give you an explanation of why the Flash didn't want to do break that one rule. Yes, exactly. That's what this movie should have done. There's no reason that, why he should jump ship to every other universe right now when right. he still can't come, when he still can't even keep this universe intact. That is true. I also thought that even I think that the next the Flash movie should lead to a Justice League part two. You know what I mean? Because this way, when he does his Flashpoint paradox, it's gonna evo- it's gonna have to affect the whole Justice League. Well, that's why. Gonna... Uh, sorry, keep going. I'll tell you why. What I was gonna say. Oh. So with that change of everything, it's going to have set characters. But even then, you're adding other characters from different, let's say, uh, like this, like the sidekicks of the other characters, the, uh, some other solo superhero um, DC heroes. And then you put them all in this movie to kind of chime in, be some helpers and blah, blah, blah. And it's going to be another big, in a sense, Flashpoint Paradox, I always felt like it being a big, a bigger endgame scenario where it's not, it's, like a bunch of superheroes versus each other, and there's a big old thing. So that's why I felt that that would be best for a Justice League type of connection because you're evolving a lot of the Justice League characters from other superheroes besides the big top five or six or however many the big ones are and affect everything. But go ahead. Yes. What this could do, kind of like you said, instead of making this movie lead to Justice League Part 2, yeah. I would make Justice League Part 2 lead to the Flashpoint Paradox. Okay. Reason why is probably Part 2 could lead to how Superman, that whole thing that's happening with Superman, mm-hmm. that could be a different universe that's happening in. What if Flash decides to run back in time in Justice uh-huh. League 2 to stop whatever turns Superman evil, to stop that from happening? And that's how he ends up being in that universe where Superman's evil. True. Okay. That can lead to Flashpoint Paradox, you know, the movie where now he has to get back to his world. Yeah. And he ends up in this world where Superman's evil. Uh, and, you know, he has to team up with that Bruce Wayne and all that. And then he could, like, you know, he could, now that he knows that he could go back in time and he went to, like, a different universe... Yeah. He now at the end of that movie, he goes back in time to save his mom like he normally does in the original Flashpoint movie. Mm, gotcha. Causing okay. the Flashpoint paradox. Yeah. So that would be what I would do with Justice League 2 is have him go back in time to bring in the good Superman to fight this Superman. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Makes sense. I mean, either way, I, the, the good thing is too is the fact that they're just... I hope that the idea behind them, you know, expanding and extending the, the release dates 
is to really look back, look at everything that's about to come out, see what they can bring to the table in connection to other stories, and hopefully evolve everything that's already on on the platform that they have now. Because let's be honest, we have the expectation of the Beatle movie that's coming on HBO Max, Batgirl that's coming on HBO Max, HBO Max also has a series of Arkham Asylum, which it seems like it's going to be a horror flick instead of the GCPD, and uh, part, the part two of Batman, of course. Um, what's it called? The new Aquaman movie that's coming out, Wonder Woman three, if probably in, in the works still at this point right now. Then you got Flashpoint that's in the works. Black Adam's coming out. You got like a bunch of you know DC stuff that's happening right now, and we have to make sure that this is. That this makes sense. And at this point right now, Ray Fisher himself is like highlighting the fact that he appreciates what Zack Snyder brought to the Justice League or in and what maybe could be coming in the future for future for him if these set projects may be done right, put that way. Yes, so not bad. I was gonna <clears throat> say another thing about this. Oh well actually this leads to our next topic. Oh, now that okay. you mentioned the Snyderverse, there is a first look at the Green Lantern, a John Stewart version that yep. appeared recently online, shared yep. by the actor himself, I believe also, and Snyder, I believe, did it himself. Mm-hmm. That has sparked again people like the fans of the Snyderverse saying, we want the Snyderverse to continue. We want the Green Lantern. We want to see a sequel, you know, like give us more. Correct. What do you think now- about that? Oh, I love it because if you're well, I guess you didn't remember this when this was brought out when we talked about this a minute ago. That when that picture, this picture that has come out is an upgrade version of said picture that he was showing fans doing his Comic Con tour after the Snyderverse had hit. Because everyone was like, oh my god, the Martian Manhunter, what's up with that? Like, why is he in it? Like, you know, that was a good, that was a good, uh, you know, end credit scene of him and being in there. Like, was it really supposed to be him and da 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 And then all of a sudden he was telling the fans a different story. Like, no, he didn't, he didn't, he had initially added Martian Manhunter at the beginning of the movie to help these guys throughout the movie. But at the end of the movie, that particular scene wasn't supposed to be Martian Manhunter. It was supposed to be the Green Lantern. And he had filmed that in the garage. So as he did all that, he showed the picture of that, that actor still in his his uh, his like uh, suit that was for just the film that was just like uh, to do the green screen and all that good stuff. And showing that to the fans right then and there. And that picture was making mainstream. Or like, why didn't we get this in the movie? And supposedly, the reason behind that is because the WB had bigger, better things, supposedly, for Green Lantern. And they didn't want him to come out just yet. Which, again, tells us the Green Lantern Court that's coming out on HBO Max, too, as well. But remember, that doesn't make any sense to us. Because put him in the movie. It's connected to it. So it's Ta-da. like, why? Because the original WP people were all idiots. There you go. I mean, I, I hate saying it all the time, but it's like, there's no way you could prove my, you know, prove me wrong. Yeah, You mess true. up on every angle that you, you know, everything you want to throw at us turns out to be garbage. Crap. Just say, yeah. it. say it with your chest. Crap. I mean, okay. 
uh, people are going to blame Patty Jenkins for Wonder Woman 2. It's not her fault. She had a different movie in mind. WB comes in and says, we want you to bring this guy back to life. Now she has to go from Chris Pine being dead in part one to, oh, how do I bring him back to life? Oh, let's make the wish paw come back. You know, let's use the wish paw theory where if you get a wish paw and you use it to bring someone back to life, which is different from what the story is, you know, story was like wish stone or something like that. But there's yeah. a there's a story called wish power sometimes. I'm not too familiar how the name of it no more. It's been a long time. You grab this, I thought that you know, was bad. Yeah, you grab this stone and you can bring anything you want back. And she wishes for Steve Trevor to come back in the body of a different guy, apparently it happens, you know? And mm-hmm. all this time, she's just lovey-dovey with them, you know, nothing going on. Uh, now, the, you know, the panther girl, uh, Cheetah, turns into Cheetah. You get like a, probably a five-minute fight. That's all you get between those two. Nothing big. Dude, she couldn't give you the movie she wanted to give you because of that. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, who knows what we would have gotten if Patty Jenkins was given full-on control of what to do. Yeah, That's why when people crap on her, I'm like, it's not her fault. Look what she did with part one. Part two, WB metal like they normally do, and look what we got. Crap. And it's not the first time that we get crap because WB see something and they're like, oh, people love this. Let's give them more of this. No. Build another story. Steve Trevor had a nephew that looked like him. You could bring that dude in there as Chris Pine. Or you could even, you know, use Chris Pine as an ancestor of. Steve Trevor and turn Chris Pine into Hal Jordan for a future film where probably Wonder Woman realizes, okay, this is Hal Jordan. It's not the same guy. I can't be with him because he's with this girl, but now I'm interested in Bruce Wayne. Right. It's like, it's the crazy thing and why I guess Marvel is successful is because it's not, they don't do it based on oh here's the fan favorite or here's what oh, so called wrong. movies feel. Marvel focused on Loki after Avengers. Loki was everywhere afterwards, but it's because Loki is part of Thor's mythology, you know. Uh-huh. So of course they're gonna focus on Loki. Uh, if you look at that Avengers movies, um, everyone got the spotlight. There's not one superhero who's not getting a spotlight in it. You get. You know, a good amount of time with Robert Downey Jr., but the whole franchise was all based on Iron Man. Uh huh. Until the end when he died, you know? And even after his death, he's still being franchised everywhere. Like, you still see Iron Man in the Spider Man movies. That is true. That is true. But you got to look at it this way It's, it's it's all based in a smart Alec way where it doesn't take control of the film, it doesn't take control of what's happening. In his storyline itself, so it's more or less of an addition to add on there because they have that freedom to do so, but they still give you the more of the just of the focus. This is the focus. Pay attention to here. Yes, it was cool to see a glimpse of this. Yes, but the totality of the whole thing has to be this main focus. And I feel like that's what's made Marvel successful. But also too, in a sense of like, okay, we're not going to pay. We we listen to the fans of. Excite, being excited to this particular hero or whatever the case may be, but we're gonna give you other 
non-name heroes and bring them out to the limelight to show them and create a great story out of it, and people then become fan favorites of it. Because look what they okay. did with Guardians of the Galaxy. They weren't. They were somewhat of a decent, you know, comic book reading and all that good stuff. A fan favorite in the sense that way. But once they hit that freaking movie theater, there was the in the cartoons on Mightiest Heroes that they were making on the Avengers versus the Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy. There were the new updated comic books. There were they they came out with their own cartoon show. Part two was wanted. Part three isn't necessary. Now they got the Groot thing happening. It's like they're expanding it after the one success. But as long as it makes sense from the expansion. And they learned from their mistakes too. Because look what happened when they did Age of Ultron. Dude, the minute they hear the backlash of Age of Ultron, what they do? They fired Josh Whedon. And they brought in the two guys that made Winter Soldier. Yes. To take over the For franchise yeah, of Infinity War, you know? That's right. So it's like, now those guys, they're done with the Avengers. Where are you going to put them next? You could put them in X-Men. I would love to see them tackle X-Men. I would love to see them tackle the uh, Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Like, they have, uh, you know, if you continue to read, don't recycle your directors to do the same movies again unless you want to make more Avengers films. Put Correct. them to take on a new project that will give them a chance to build more sequels to it. There you go, and I, I think you're, I think you hit on the nail in the coffin right there when it comes to X Men versus Avengers. I feel like that would be a great tackle that they would, if they were to come on board. If I'm not saying they agreed to do so, if they had, you know, if given that opportunity, is to do a sub type of movie in that sense. Give us the Avengers versus the X-Men moving forward. And so that way the X-Men can now come on board and expand their universe. Even though we know that that's in the, in, 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 on the books for them is to create an X-Men movie called The Mutants. And now at this point right now, I feel like you could, you could wait for that to come out afterwards and then do the X-Men versus and then do The Mutants after that. But I don't know. Or maybe maybe you can't go back and forth. Maybe you could bring out the mutants first and then do the verses. You could do either or. I think Marvel is smart enough to do either one, and it makes sense. Let's put it that way. I trust in that part. Because Marvel knows how to build up their... Uh, Marvel uh, knows how to build up their... Um, yep, 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 yep. That, you know, their, their franchises. Yes. Build, they know how to build up their story. That's the thing. And that's why it's key for that. But this brings up the excitement that can... Zack Snyder make another comeback and finish his universe the way he wanted to with said new owners? That's a big key, and that's a good question to be asked and answered in the near future because that's something that's it's untapped, and it's great work. Not just that, but can Zack Snyder get a Man of Steel sequel now that we have new owners? That is true. We talked about it on our last show. That yeah. is a very important key part to that because part two of Man of Steel can I, – I feel like that could rewrite everything in a sense of like the betterness, the, the good side of where it's going to be headed to. Yes, and that's what – Zack Snyder had a vision, you know, and it's like you took him off his vision. You put him on this roller coaster of he didn't even know what the heck he's doing because even when he tried to do something – you fired him, yep. replaced him, and then you changed everything he did. So now he had to come in, pick up the scraps, and redo it all. That's right. And, and now it's like you guys broke. 
Yeah. And what he fixed looked way better than what you guys did. Yep. And y'all still trying to play him up like if he, you know, he was a problem. It's like, no, you're the problem. We showed it to you. Snyder has a vision. Now that you're giving him a chance to, you know, if you give him a chance to show you his vision for one, for a Superman series, which he could do like two more movies if he wanted to with Superman. And two, if you give him a chance to do Justice League, part two and three, if you want, because I think this could lead on to a trilogy. Dude. Mm -hmm. We're looking at probably what would be really solid, good films. I mean, they don't have to be extremely blockbusters, but fans are going to love them because we've seen what he could do. The only people that complain about it are Marvel fans that are diehard fans. They want right. to keep this movie down. That's what WB executives listened to were the naysayers yes. that were like, oh, well, it's too dark. Your movies are too light and campy. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I feel like even if you don't want, even if Zack Snyder says, I don't really want to write the movie, but I would love to have some chime into it to have a connection to said universe, but also help you with these graphics and the you know visionary visual effects and stuff like that. I would love to join in that crew and be part of that nature to help the team out. And so now you'll have a different writer, which was successful with uh, Suicide Squad too, in a sense, because that's what happened. James, J, it was a JJ Abrams or James Gunn. James Gunn. James Gunn. James Gunn did the movie, wrote the script, partly produced it, and have said characters in there and brought out there. Zack Snyder was the co-producer to that movie, and that was basically what he was doing. Visual effects came from him. The freaking part of the story and the, the connection to everything going forward was part of his help. So if you were to continue with that movie forward with other said directors, what makes you don't think that's not going to be great movies? I agree. I mean, all you need is the right, the, the right writing team for a good director. You need somebody yes. who could connect to what Snyder wants. If you yes. give on David Goyer, which David Goyer is the one that wrote Man of Steel, by the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. So look at what he did with Man of Steel. If you give him a chance to jump back in again, or whoever wrote uh, Justice League, the Snyder Co., whoever wrote that for him, bring those guys to write Justice League 2 and Justice yes. League 3, you know? Bring yep. Warrior to write Man of Steel 2 and 3, because he is the guy who wrote Part 1. Mm-hmm. Heck, you can even bring uh, Jonathan Nolan. He's a good writer, too. I mean, Jonathan yeah, Nolan... True can write these films. You have so many writers out there that have knowledge based on these characters that can carry you on because Jonathan Nolan and David Goyer are the guys that wrote your DC beloved Batman franchise of Batman Begins, The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. They're the ones that were behind those. Of course, Dark Knight Rises is not as big as The Dark Knight or Batman Begins, but still. It right. still has a big fandom going on. Exactly. Heck, if you want, I would say get the guy who wrote the Mad Reeves Batman film. Look what he did. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes because sense. Because he now went, he has tears out of it. Yeah, not just that, but he went back into the comics and looked at different comics of year two and others and built up onto this film. That's, That's what true. you need. You need somebody who wants to explore the comic books Look at different villains. See what Darkseid's capable of. 
Dude, if they take this movie to Apocalypse, that would be crazy. It would if be they, crazy. I would agree. Or if they, like, you know, or even if Apocalypse comes, like, Darkseid and his army come over here, that would be the worst thing to do because people would be like, oh, well, you know, you're copying Thanos. No, what you could do is have Darkseid do something where the DC heroes have to go to his territory. Yeah. I would do that. I would put the DC heroes in Darkseid's territory. You could have that world-famous Batman Darkseid moment where Batman tells them, hey, I detonated your bombs. I would love to hear Ben Affleck go with that. Mm-hmm. True. That's so, yeah, true. That's, that's, my, that's my input is... Give me people that know your material. Right. I agree. I agree. And that that was a great that was a great picture though, Zach Snyder. Thank you for sharing that with all of us because that was a phenomenal picture of the hey. Green Lantern. It really hyped me up to the sense of like this is what I'm talking about. Give me John Stewart, Green Lantern, and put him on the big screen. He is going to shine, baby. That's the one thing I loved about this um John Stewart is the fact that, you know, both Green Lanterns, you know, Hal Jordan is cool and all, but I've always liked John Stewart as Green Lantern. I think because he has that more of a military yes. badass feel to him, you know? Correct the Mundo. Which, if I'm not mistaken, here's here's another key thing though, FYI. There were rumors that Zack Snyder was trying to bring back Ryan Reynolds as Hal Jordan but also add the John Stewart into it as well, too. Because that, and this is what the key thing, this is what was so crazy about it after reading all that, is that he was going to do a connection to the Green Lantern Court TV show, which would then jumpstart everything on, on the Green Lanterns and give us a better origin. But bring these two characters uh, on board and be like, here you go. These are the Green Lanterns, but now we're going to get more of a big story of them said TV show coming up. That would you have know, been fantastic. If they do that, um, I would be cool with it. You know why? Because uh, Brian Reynolds is a heck of a good actor. I mean, that movie only survived because of him. Very true. Green Lantern Part 1 survived because he was Green Lantern. He he did a good job as Hal Jordan. But the sad truth is that he just had a bad script and a bad director and bad everything. Bad villain. Yeah, it was a bad villain to go against. But the see, this is what I loved about the graphics. Like, oh, he should have been okay with a CGI outfit. Should have, should there have been more blackness of the outfit into it, so that way it could shine out more? Yes, I feel like that would have been more involved. But you got to look at it this way, Ryan Reynolds. When it came to, I don't want a CGI outfit. Like, you're gonna be in space, so you're gonna have to need some type of CGI ism. You would say into the set outfit to make it shine and pop. So if you would have had like they did, like Zack Snyder just did with having the black part of it, but have the chest plate of the Green Lantern pop out and shine out like that, that would have been perfect. If you would have had that type of particular outfit going for you throughout the whole movie with everyone else, that would have been like, oh my God, we would have been so hyped up about that and not changing. Because when we saw at the end of Green Lantern, Sinestro grabbing the yellow ring and going out his outfit, that was by far the baddest ending to that movie ever. And if so, they get that same Sinestro back, I mean, he already played a role. I think he already did, uh, I forgot who he did in DC He Comics. did a villain was... for Flash. Yeah. Yeah. Not FIF, for uh, uh, Shazam. 
Shazam, so he's out. I mean, he just died in that one, so he's gone. So he could come back as Sinestro. I mean, that's the beauty about being an actor. You could come back in a different role and play a different character. Uh, but I would get Luke Evans to play that character oh, going forward. That would be interesting. Yeah, Luke Evans to play that. That would be... I think Opposite he would be Ryan some Reynolds? Of, yeah, that would be some type of sinesterism in that part. Oh, that would I would love that. That would be great. Yeah, me too. I, I would be down for that. Yeah. All right. What's the next topic I have, my man? The final topic. <laughs> All right. You're going to like this one. Uh-huh. So, Matt Reeves, the director of The Batman released Ooh. and I don't think it was just Matt Reeves. I think it was WB or probably was Matt Reeves. He released uh, first image well not just first image because we saw Joker in the film but we didn't get to really look at his face but it was the get, deleted clip. Yep. A full on five minute clip of a back and forth between Batman and Joker. And oh, What did you think of it old man? One, it makes sense of how he looks. I like the fact that it looks like, you know, the falling into the chemical uh, acid pit that he fell into, he's not going to come out looking all clean or anything like, oh, look, my hands are nice. Uh, you know, look at my nails. They're good. No, he's going to come out burnt, scarred. He's human. He's not going to he's not going to come out looking like, uh, you know, he's not going to go into the pit looking like Tom Cruise and coming out looking like Tom Cruise. No, he's going to come but bleached. <laughs> yeah, with a bleached Tom Cruise, you know? No. Yeah. He's going to go in there, jumping into that pit, coming out of that pit, looking like he just got tore up from his oh. whole body. And that's what this guy looks like. He looks like he just, you know, he's still scarred from, mentally scarred from the pit. That's why he's psychotic right now, because that pit damaged him crazy. Right, that chemicals, right. you know? That's why I liked about him, his acting, the way he talked. Of course, I felt I saw uh, glimpses of Heath Ledger and Jack Nicholson and when he mm -hmm. talked and everything, his mannerisms. And I'm like, yep. yeah, that's what I wanted. I wanted a Joker to be, to leave me thinking, you know, what's going to happen when he gets out of jail. That's true. Now, what the cool thing that I loved about that clip was the fact that they said that he was it was our one year anniversary. So meaning that would have been his first villain that he would have went against. But in obviously in year one, but in the sense you got the idea of him being the red hood and then falling into said pit and now creating this said bad guy. Yeah, that's why I, that's another thing I like about it is that he seemed like he fell into this pit. Uh, probably, you know, after the pit, it could have taken probably like a few days since he fell in. Yep. And then he comes out of the pit and he turns into, you know, that Joker thing happens to him. So this leads to the Red Hood storyline. Like it opens up perfectly for Red Hood. Yes. Yes, it does. So and it li like, I like that part. And I did. This is what the cool thing about Matt Reeves is that he. He had a good story to that part. He it, he made that clip make sense to why he was reaching. Batman was reaching out to him to kind of get his psychotic idealism into whoing this next bad guy is. And at that too, Joker saw it in him deep inside. Like you're 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 enjoying this because you wished, you know, you're okay with him getting what he deserved in a sense. And but for Batman was like, I don't want to face the facts. 
of what I'm happening internally. So I'm done. I'm done. I'm, before the, the longer I stay here, the crazier I'm going to be just like him. And that's I, not my goal. No, his goal is to try to figure out what's going on in Gotham and who this guy is. Right, and in a way, exactly. Joker was telling him the whole time who the guy is. He wasn't... That's the funny thing about this is that he's not saying, oh, uh, you know, he was giving him clues without giving him clues. Right. right. That's the thing exactly. about the Joker is that uh, remember when I said it in uh, in our last time that we talked about this movie is that what I like about this Joker is they're showing how smart he really is. Mm-hmm. He right there told Batman, you know, I know who this guy is. He's trying to be popular. You know, he wants a name. So now it's like, okay, everything Joker said was true. Riddler was out there becoming a popular star on the internet. Yeah. And Joker pointed that out without even looking at the internet. You know, he didn't see none of that. He just saw whatever Batman showed him. Exactly. Like, he's looking for fame. He's looking for this and that. Like, it's just all that type of scenario work of what what he was giving him. And it's like, you, you, you already know what's going on. You already know what's happening with this guy. But you're not facing the facts. You're, like, you're overlooking it, in a sense. Yeah, that's true. It's like... Why are you here? I think that's why he, in a way, I think Joker was kind of like trying to figure out, you know, he knows that he Batman's not just there because he needs he needs answers or anything. I think in Joker's mind, he Batman wanted to be there because he needs something to keep him motivated. Yeah, exactly. So why go to somebody who's like why go to someone who's not a criminal? Right when. And not get you like back on your toes again. You need somebody kind of like Hannibal Lecter. You know, you need that one villain that will trigger you to say, I got to stop that guy yes. <laughs> because I got this guy here. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So it's it was a good setup. It was a great setup because I think a lot of us, uh, a lot of the fans after that movie came out, they were they were wondering what happened to that clip of the Joker. You know, because I think the actor himself was hyping up more of just what was brought to the table in the movie. But because of the movie already being close to three hours long, was like, okay, this is the reason why we had to cut it short. But now here's my problem with that, too. Now, old man RJ, was that the reason behind it being cut short because of WB? Or was that more or less of Matt Reeves saying, you know what, I think it's probably best that we probably leave this part out because it's not that important, but it's cool. Just we'll, we'll keep moving forward. WB. I believe that one is WB and I think it's Matt Reeves more. I think Matt Reeves wanted to do, you know, he had that Joker scene, but you realize one thing could happen if you put the Joker in the film. What, if mm-hmm. you put the right Joker in the film, I'll say. Whenever you put the Joker in the film, and if the Joker is a good actor, he's going to take attention away from the focus that everybody has, which is the Riddler. Facts. Look what happened when the Joker showed up in the Justice League movie. At the end of the movie, of course, you know, Green Lantern showed up. Cool. Uh, No, not Green Lantern. Martian Manhunter showed up. Cool. You know, we got Martian Manhunter. But what happened when the Joker showed up in the end of the film. The epilogue. The epilogue, you know? When he shows up there, this is before Marshall. Yeah. He stole the whole entire film. 
Oh, all because of uh, of three minutes. All because of three minutes. Of him just talking to Batman. That's what we wanted. We didn't get the that ex- in the other film. Right. The exchange <laughs> was so dynamic to where it's like, holy shit, can we get more of this? Exactly what I'm saying. It's, you know, whenever you put a Joker who knows how to be the Joker in a film with a good director, like what we just saw with Matt Reeves, we just saw with Zack Snyder, that Joker should always take away the scene from any villain that's in it. I don't care. You could be uh, Darkseid. He just, you know, Darkseid came into that film a short while. Everyone's like, oh, cool. He's coming. You yep. show the Joker. Everyone's right. like, did you see the Joker scene? <laughs> yes, exactly. 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 So I guess, in a sense, this was a smart, and this is how I put it, too. I think it was a smart move to leave it out of course, and then all of a sudden, bring you know, share, showcase this now after the movie came out, and for fans to talk about it even more going forward. So I guess it was a, in, in my eyes, I think it was a smart move because, like, I, I see your point in the sense of it would have took the it would have took the attention away from what was the focus, which was the Riddler. Yes, he yes, we wish we had a better image, maybe like a better costume of the Riddler in the sense. But the character himself played it well enough to, like, make his presence felt. So it was good. It was good. And I think this was a smart move to say, all right, let's now that the movies came out, now that, you know, it's a good time frame that has passed by. Everyone's somewhat seen it as as much as the fans who wanted to see it now come out. Now the true fans are going to appreciate this new thing that I'm going to bring out to, you know, to the limelight. And it's going to be, you know, another tension getter for everyone and something to be talked about for DC fans. And I can't wait to see what type of clothing you give. Now that the Riddler is done being that one version of the Riddler, I'd love to see if they finally give him, you know, some type of real Riddler-like suit. I think that's another key thing, too, as well. Can we get... Well, here's the thing. Will we get... That's the big question. Will we get said upgrade costumes for these new characters? Or will Matt Reeves keep it in keep it realistic like in real time? Because one, of course, Penguin has moved up now. With his boss yeah. gone, Penguin's taking over. You know that right. dude's gonna be dressing up smooth as crazy as you can see. You know, he's gonna have the nice little tuxedo on, the nice, you know, the nice little tie, uh right. something it could be custom made to look more like, you know. To his uh, like, he could probably have the top hat on. If they play it right, Penguin could be the suave guy with the nice little classic long cigarette thing. You know, that big black long thing with the cigarette at the end that they smoke out of. Like like he did in the 60s. They could make him look top-notch Hollywood gangster. Yes. And I would love to see that, you know. Dude, Joker... Of course, he got scarred. He's in jail. Imagine when he gets out, if he goes to the right doctor and they fix him up a little bit, give him a nice little tailor-made clothes and all that, Joker will look smooth, too. I mean, in this time, you could do so much to make these villains look smooth as heck worth our time of watching still. Right. True. But yeah, True. I agree. I agree. That's pretty much all I could say is one, I love the exchange between them because it felt like a real Batman and Joker exchange. 
Yeah, which I agree. is uh, something we we always get, especially when we had the Dark Knight. You know, Joker and Batman. There, they had a the good exchange, and then uh, Batman eighty nine had that exchange. Like, as long as you know how to make these two interact with each other, you're always gonna have a good film. Agreed, and I think that was a big key too to see where. And I think that was my case maybe when Zack Snyderverse came out. Would are we gonna get that? Uh, are, like, are we going to get that exchange between the Joker and the Batman? And if so, will it be really dynamic? And when we got that in the, the Snyder first, it was something where it's like, you left me wanting more of. Like, afterwards, we talked about what it could be for the show, how much more material we can get when it comes to set actors come back on the field. And it's like, stuff like that makes these shows exciting to watch. I think that's why a lot of people got mad about how we had this Mad Reeves movie because we wanted more of uh, Leto and Netflix yes, right. with each other. And I yeah. mean, here's one thing that WB could do that would be smart. You want to continue on with the multiverse ideal. Mm-hmm. Keep Ben Affleck as Batman in his own world, even if he disappear from you know from the timeline that Flash is in, but keep Ben Affleck around in his own world doing his own stuff, teaming him up with his own show, you know, or his own movies in in uh, HBO Max. Give him a series, have him That's interact. What I said. With, yeah, we said it before in our own time when we talked about it. Give him a series where he could talk to uh, Jared Leto's Joker. He could face yeah. off against Joe Magnolia's Deathstroke. He could take yep. on Will Smith as that shot. Yes, I mean, that's right. That's another key thing that a lot of fans wanted to see. Yeah. You could do that with Ben Affleck. Bring Big him time. on. Convince him. He, trust me, Ben Affleck might say, I don't want to be Batman no more. But with the right person, the right team, the right person convince him, he'll jump into that suit. I, I, that's the good, that's the part, that's the the part about it that I think Ben Affleck had to step away in, in the sense of like getting his name away from all of this was because of the fact that it was being attached to these Warner Brothers character Warner Brothers before and not believing in him being Batman in a sense. But it's like now that you have the correct direction where he feels like the image what he was told of being Batman was going to go to now and it's getting to the point where it's going to go that direction showcase it for him tell mm-hmm. him bring him in you know all that good stuff and then that way he can pay back the role that i think that he needed in a sense to you know correct the name of what happened because he brought a lot of key things that me and you have said before that were really good being the batman that yes go when he was you know dubbed being the batman it was like oh man now we got this you know weird you know, connection, and he's gonna look funky, and uh, I don't know. But then when we saw Batman versus Superman, we're like, "Holy crap!" His Batman was intense, and it's like, "What if you could get more material in a different way? Would it be cool?" And sure enough, that's what we still want to see. Yeah, I like that. I like how he uh, his portrayal was pretty much good. I love the voice module. Of course, I love uh, the voices for both. Uh, Batman and Pattinson had a good voice for Batman too. True, true. Uh, the only difference between Pattinson and Affleck is I wish Affleck could don a more skinnier suit, which I think he did in the new Justice League movie. 
to show that well, at least he's, you know, he's shaping up to be more thinner, but he still looks like he's uh, intimidating. True. What the, the what I found out about that suit part of it was that they wanted to keep him in that suit to look bulky and, let's say, uh, intimidating, bigger. You know what I mean? Bigger and badder. Let's put it in that sense. But, so I'm this big behemoth of a dude, and I can still whoop you down a little bit. But going forward for the next film and what suit that they were trying to use for the Justice League movie, or I think would have been – was it for the next movie coming on board? would have put him in a thinner suit, yes, and more tactical. So I think at that point, it was the growth of Batman saying, all right, yes, this suit was what my iconic suit. I've kind of bled in it. You know, I've gone war with it. I've looked, you know, big and bad. Now let me get – now things have changed. The dynamic of me becoming a better superhero is changing too as well. So let me revamp my suit and make it more tactical and more movable so that way I can keep up with the rest of the crew that I have. So I knowing, think that, that's why they're moving it. Knowing what's to come. And I think that's yes. because, okay, I know there's an argument about Batman's supposed to be over bulky and everything. There's also uh, okay. an argument with Dragon Ball Z when they showed what happened or over bulky when Goku turned into Super Saiyan 2. He wasn't even Super Saiyan 2. He was the big bulky Super Saiyan. You know, He was bulked up like crazy. What trucks. did he say? No, he actually oh, yeah, did yeah, it you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. You did it himself too in the in the high violet chamber. You're right. He does it, and Gohan's like, "Wow, is that it?" And he's like, "Yeah, but there's a flaw." What was the flaw? He was slow. Too slow. Too, too slow. slow. Too dumb. Too dumb in a sense to <laughs> keep moving around and try to fight somebody. I like how people people want Batman to be bulky, but he's not bulky. He's supposed nope. to just have a slim, athletic, strong body, capable of moving and disappearing because he's supposed to be like a ninja. Yeah, that's what he trained as. And a ninja. A yeah. ninja. So if your Batman is overpowered, like over bulked up like crazy, he's the best place he could hide would be a, uh, behind a big ass truck, a big ass boulder. Those yep. would be the only places where you say, oh, okay, he disappeared. <laughs> yeah. If he shows up and hides behind a crowd, you're going to see the big, bulky dude behind the crowd. Like, you're going to be like, right. oh, you're right there. Kind of like the, you know, a uh, scary movie where she's like, oh, uh, you know, you're right there. I can see your feet. <laughs> right, exactly. You can't, you, know, you, can't, you can't really be like Patterson and his his. With his freaking like uh, fatigue or uh, physique, you would say. I'm sorry, his physique. You want to have somewhere in the middle. You know what I mean? Somewhere the where the best physique that I believe was the best one for a, a physique for Batman was Christian Bale. Uh yeah, yeah. I would have to agree with that. In part two, especially, and at the end of our part one, to be honest. Yeah, because yeah, in that movie, he was in the good shape. It looked like he was somebody who actually knew how to climb trees, flip over stuff, climb into, you know, uh, do push-ups, pick up weights, pick up people, run at the speed of light. Like, he had all the things you could believe uh, Batman should be able to do in that body. The only sad part is we had that Batman in the wrong world, in the wrong universe. We needed that that Batman to team up with Superman. Yeah, that's true. That is true. 
I agree so with that. Those are those are my you know my sense based on this whole thing. We went from talking about the Joker to Batman, but it's true. <laughs> it's, uh, that is true. That is true. But it's it makes sense, and it's it's a good thing that, like we said before, it's a good thing that we feel like DC is hopefully with this new merger and this new bought off for uh, Discovery and, and these new ownerships. It's like they're, they're going to look into all this and hopefully that all these delays are going to tap into everything that's been kind of deficient in that sense. But also, too, we appreciate what these new directors are trying to show out that, listen, we have good material. We were trying to put it out there, but we got held back because of said company. So fans, DC fans, true DC fans, we were going to give you this, but this is why we didn't do it. And now that times have changed, hopefully what it seems like what we're getting at here with the release of the uh, Green Lantern picture, the, the the future release dates with this, you know, release of the Joker scene from Matt Reeves is that hopefully going forward, guys, that we won't get held back like this anymore. And we're going to give you the material that you truly are asking for. That's out of all this show and what I feel like the positive side of things are happening. And I really hope that that's a big answer moving forward. Me too. I, I agree. If if they do what, you know, if they could give us the Green Lantern that we had, also give us uh, Ryan Reynolds, like let Ryan Reynolds redeem himself. Well, he doesn't have to redeem himself. That's the funny part is he was good as Hell Jordan. Give mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds a chance to show that it wasn't him that ruined that film. That film was ruined to begin with. He, right. you know, sadly he put his name on, uh, like, on a wrecking ball. Very true. Put him, yes. you know, give him a chance to show I wasn't the problem. That movie was the problem. I wasn't. Yes. The direction was the problem. Same thing with Leto. Look what Leto, you know, like, the direction, the director sucked for me. Look what happened <laughs> when I had a good director. That's right. That's right. I agree. But yeah, that's all I got right there. Those are the three topics in our latest Let's Talk About It. Alrighty. Sounds good to me, my man. Right. Appreciate so, that. Okay. I think we'll do the end of, end of the clip here. Everybody, like always, me too and the kids signing off. I'll let old, I'll let old man uh, end the show, of course. But uh, appreciate the episode. Old man RJ brought some badass topics to the table. Great stuff. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. Good material that I think is going to be going ahead for DC Universe that's coming out there that I, be- I have high optimistic for. And uh, I appreciate all the good stuff that's changing in the sense for the hopefully for the greater good. So otherwise, remember to follow us on Spotify, YouTube, app podcasts everywhere. We truly appreciate you guys. Like SG3 states, hashtag press play. Make sure you guys tune in to us, of course, as always. Me, Tony the Kid, uh, Old Man RJ, go ahead. All right, Rejects. Our episode is brought to you by the Reject Rundown Podcast.com. Well, actually, we have a .com. You got you to gotta look yes, for right. it. Um, if you have anything, you know, remember, check us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, trashalley.com um they're silly uh no check us out on uh various places where podcasts are heard like you know um spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts. you can find us there youtube if uh you find us anywhere else let us know so we could give that place credit and also thank you for doing it um and thank you for being followers you rejects have a lovely day lovely night whatever it is you're doing y'all enjoy that Mm -hmm. Rejects out.